Hey everyone, welcome to the show. So the Georgia special grand jury report has now been released and there's quite a few people in there who dodged a bullet. I mentioned this last week, the judge had decided to release the report that was compiled by the special grand jury. That was the grand jury that initially reviewed the evidence and heard from witnesses, all in regard to Donald Trump's alleged attempted coup. So a special grand jury can't make recommend they can make recommendations i should say but they can't issue indictments that is the job of a traditional regular grand jury which is who just brought the charges against 19 people so the special grand jury report had remained under seal and they do that to protect anyone who might not ultimately be charged so for example in this 26 page report that was just released it reveals that the special grand jury recommended the indictment of south carolina senator lindsey graham also an additional 19 people 19 trump allies who still have not been charged and now unfortunately the report doesn't include witness transcripts it doesn't provide any of the evidence that they reviewed we could get that information down the road but we don't have it at this time uh, but it does list each individual considered for indictment it shows how many of the 23 special grand jurors voted to convict each one um, so here's who they recommended for indictment and how many jurors voted for or against the charges. I'm not going to go down each and every single one, but you'll have a really good understanding at the end of this. And I think it's really informative. Um, it's important for us to, to see this, to understand it regarding the trial or the multiple trials to try to understand how this evidence is going to be perceived by the jurors. So when asked to vote on charges against Donald Trump, the jurors were asked to consider a bunch of different crimes, numerous potential crimes, including influencing witnesses, solicitation to commit election fraud, um, making false statements, things like that, a, a bunch of others. In almost every single case, one lone juror voted against an indictment against Trump, or actually, I, I believe it was every single one. Clearly, this is a person who is part of the MAGA cult. They cannot be objective. So that's not a good sign, because if they let even one of these unprincipled people onto the jury in the trial, this person could cause a mistrial, right? You have a hung jury of one person, one lone holdout. And it appears that this one MAGA holdout continued with this pattern. I can't say for sure because obviously the report doesn't say if it's the same one person voting against each of these crimes for each of these people. Um, but it seems a little too coincidental that repeatedly one single juror voted against indictments for almost every single person. So for example, when asked about a particular charge against Rudy Giuliani, one juror voted no. All the others voted yes. Um, a similar thing happened when they were asked to, uh, to vote on a charge of criminal solicitation for David Perdue. He was the man who ran for office in Georgia. He was running for a Senate seat down there. You might remember one juror voted to abstain from the voting. All others voted to indict.
Um, there were a few exceptions, of course, but that lone holdout juror may not have been there that day when the, the other votes took place. Because as long as you have a certain number of, of jurors that are present each day, some can be absent. You don't have to have all 23 grand jurors, special grand jurors there at every single meeting. So here's who wasn't charged in addition to Senator Graham. Attorney Cleta Mitchell, she was not charged even though there were six charges put forth to the special grand jury and the jurors voted unanimously for conviction, for a, an indictment on four of the six counts, influencing witnesses, false statements, criminal solicitation to commit election fraud, and intentional interference with election duties. On the other two charges, uh, which they both pertain to criminal solicitation of false statements, the jurors were a little more split, but overwhelmingly they voted in favor of charging Mitchell. So she's either cooperating or she just got really lucky. Um, but she still could face federal charges in the future. So we'll see. Um, Texas podcaster Jackie Pick escaped indictment, even though the special grand jury, again, they voted unanimously to indict her. Uh, similarly, nearly all of the jurors voted in favor of indictment for former Georgia State Senator William Ligon. Others who managed to dodge an indictment, um, even though the vast majority believe they were guilty, are Georgia attorneys, uh, two men named Kurt Hilbert and Alex Kaufman. Now, these two were Georgia attorneys. They just helped out. They basically just helped with the um, uh, the litigation in that state when, when Trump was trying to sue. So... Um, and, and here's the interesting thing. Hilbert was recently called as a witness by the prosecutor to testify in that Mark Meadows hearing last week. So it's possible that he took a plea deal because why would the prosecutor be calling him as a witness instead of the defense? Um, many others who were recommended for charges but ended up not being indicted were fake electors. Of course, we all know at least eight of them reportedly are cooperating with the prosecutor. Um, in regard to the three people charged with participating in that pressure campaign against election worker Ruby Freeman, the jurors voted unanimously again in favor of indictment on the charge of criminal solicitation for all three of them. And only one juror voted against indictment on the charge of influencing witnesses. So if I was Trevion Kuti, Harrison Floyd, you know, that pastor Stephen Lee, I would be cutting a cooperation deal right now because that is not a good sign for them. And also, if I was Sidney Powell, Misty Hampton, Scott Hall, or Kathy Latham, I would be extremely worried. Once again, in the case of those four, the jury voted unanimously in favor of indictment on charges of computer invasion of privacy and interference with elections. In regard to charges of tampering with election equipment, only three jurors voted against indictment for the four of them. And when they were each asked about um, the, the targets of the investigation, like every single one of these people, with the exception of Donald, Donald Trump, and whether or not 
he or she took action to try to overturn the election in multiple states. Overwhelmingly, again, the jurors voted nearly unanimously in favor of indictment for almost every single one of Trump allies or Trump's allies. Um, for most of them, there was still that one lone holdout who you know, either doesn't comprehend evidence or they're just a partisan cult member. Now, notably, the grand jury recommended charging the following people who were left out of the indictment issued last month. Former General Mike Flynn, former Republican candidate Kelly Loeffler, Trump attorney and advisor Boris Epstein, and former Trump Justice Department attorney Jeffrey Clark. So very interesting that so many of these Trump allies got a pass. Now, the, the four that really surprised me the most are Cleta Mitchell, um, Epstein, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Clark, and then Mike Flynn. I mean, they were so involved. Uh, so hopefully the special counsel still has plans for them. We'll see. I will definitely stay on top of it. In related news, you, you guys have probably all heard this by now, but if not, Sidney Powell and Kenneth Cheesebro were denied their request to sever their cases from each other. And since both Powell and Cheesebro requested a speedy trial, they will now be tried together on October 23rd, so just over a month. In my opinion, that is not a smart move. And if they're found guilty, we can expect to see all of these co-defendants making a mad dash to Fonnie Willis' office. <laughs> they're going to be begging for cooperation deals. Um, Trump is also now saying that he's going to try to move his, his Georgia case to federal court. I can't imagine that working, but again, we'll see. And then District, Fonnie, District Attorney Fonnie Willis, she just asked the court to impose restrictions on the defendants and on the media to protect the identity of the jurors in the upcoming trials. Um, in her motion to the court, Willis said, quote, it is clearly foreseeable that trial jurors will likely be doxxed should their names be made public. If that were to happen, the effect on jurors' ability to decide the issues before them impartially and without outside influence would undoubtedly be placed in jeopardy. And in an attached affidavit, the Atlanta police chief also confirmed that the grand jurors were harassed, they were threatened and doxxed, and all of their information ended up on a Russian-based website, um, as was the district attorney's information. Now, unfortunately, the website is beyond the jurisdiction of U.S. authorities, so no one can force that company to take the information down, and the company is refusing to do so. So we'll see how the judge rules on that, on that final request, but I will keep you posted on all of this. Um, exciting news, you know, some good, some bad. It, it does make me concerned for a hung jury for Donald Trump, even in Georgia and even in a very blue uh, segment of the population in Georgia. So you never know, right? But um, maybe there's, you know, at least one charge. If we can just get him on one charge out of the 90 plus, that will do it. So I will keep you posted on all of this. Thank you all so much for watching and listening. Please like, share, and subscribe. Please donate if you possibly can. Links are below in the description box on YouTube and on the podcast. So appreciate it. Love you all. Take care and I'll talk with you soon.